Welcome to the Self-Care Creative Podcast, a show where I talk about the struggles, mental health, and work-life balance of creatives. I'm your host, Ray, and I hope you will follow me through a journey of figuring out a better life as a creative through deep dives into self-care topics and interviews with other creatives about the ups and downs. Welcome back. It's been a while since I recorded. The last episode was recorded in the beginning of February and we're now in the beginning of April <laughs> and there's no third interview in this little season that I promised because uh, scheduling issues <laughs> and because I currently have to study a lot for very important exams so this is gonna be a little ramble episode and at the end of this episode I will tell you when the next season will start which Surprise, surprise, will be after my exams are written. <laughs> but I wanted to talk about rest today. Or doing nothing. That's, that's a better way of putting it. Doing nothing isn't just resting, of course. Excuse my voice if it sounds nasally. My allergies are hitting. <laughs> it's springtime. Um, but let's, let's get a little bit into the topic of resting and doing nothing. I will mix these up several times I already know it <laughs> doing nothing I don't know what you picture when you hear that I picture laying in my bed and probably staring at my phone which is technically not doing nothing because you're still doing stuff with your brain <laughs> it's like being on your phone is more escapism and maybe even like learning depending on what you're doing on your phone but the whole like being in bed laying in bed part is already like pretty good you put the phone aside that's that's pretty good resting isn't it but that's the that isn't the only thing that you can do when you do nothing right and i feel like a lot of people say you sh should rest more you should rest enough but like people don't really tell you what rest exactly is and it's like different for everyone of course but there's like some basics right I mean, rest can be, like, genuinely doing nothing. Rest can be filling yourself back up with self-care or other people. It can be doing a different hobby. I mean, that can also be resting. For me, resting is not doing hard work. That's the only way I, I define resting for myself i think this is like one of those things that you should define for yourself like success and happiness rest is also something you should define for me working on something i love is still somewhat rest i mean i still do stuff but it fills me up so it's some just on some level it's self-care but when we get a little bit into the more of like the doing nothing or doing different stuff that's like filling you up I, I i know there's a word for this probably um i'm speaking about things like decluttering your mind stuff like that like journaling and stuff that's technically rest but it's also a form of self-care so like it's there's like a they, they overlap this is like a venn diagram anyway restoring is the word i think i mean i'm, I'm trying to like find restoring like your energy i think that's what i'm searching for recovering is also rest like if you did some really really hard task and you need to like fill your tank back up like 
Eating can be rest, like giving yourself energy back. Talking to people can be rest because you're filling back up your like social, um, I don't know, your social jar <laughs> of interactions. I, I, I need a better metaphor here, but I think you get what I mean. Um, daydreaming is a big one. Daydreaming, daydreaming is technically a form of escapism, but it's also a form of coping, which makes it a form of rest. I will have, like next season, I will have an entire um, episode on maladaptive daydreaming and immersive daydreaming, hopefully, because that's a very important and interesting topic to me. But daydreaming, that's like your your brain trying to... First of all, like a lot of times, daydreaming is your brain trying to think positive, right? Other times, it's just your brain trying to cope with something. It really depends. Like usually, like daydreams are like positive, right? So either you're feeling really, really bad right now and you need something positive happening in your mind, or you're just generally thinking about positive outcomes. Sometimes the ne negative daydreams are also a thing, um, but I think that's more of a like any negative feeling of an indicator of uh, where you need to improve. Like I, I like looking at my daydreams and seeing, oh yeah, this is what this what what I should be doing different in my life. Maybe what what my, my problem currently is. I don't know how how to explain this. I think I will go a little bit deeper in, on that in the in the daydreaming episode because there's a lot of indicators in daydreaming especially if you immersive daydream or maladaptive daydream if you don't know what maladaptive daydreaming is that's when your daydreaming is compulsive like pretty much obsessive compulsive it's like kind of a little bit like it's ocd but with daydreams pretty much that's the best way i can describe it in a fast way uh, it's, it's, a, it's a symptom of trauma it's a response to trauma sadly not in the in the what is it called icd like the the diagnostic thingy it's not in there yet because people still don't know if it's a symptom or it's if it's its own thing and immersive daydreaming is the same thing of, of like being very inside of a world like you can your daydreams can literally be the world around you or like you can like deep dive into your brain and create characters and stuff but you don't do it compulsively like you can like stop whenever you want and it doesn't uh, take away from your life i just wanted to like quickly explain that so maybe you get a little bit excited about the daydreaming episode because going a little bit deeper into that will be very fun but i will have to research a little bit more about it um but it's it's gonna be fun then i already mentioned decluttering your mind I mean, decluttering your mind is also a form of rest. Like, writing every thought, every feeling down onto paper. It's kind of it's kind of like vomiting your brain words, <laughs> I don't know, uh, onto paper. I don't know, it has so, it's just something very satisfying about writing it all out, stream of consciousness. If you don't know what stream of consciousness writing is, it's pretty much just like writing what comes to your mind right in that moment. It doesn't even have to make sense as long as it's outside of your brain uh, and onto paper or, well, if you write digitally, then onto the document. <laughs> I also really like the feeling of, like, uh, brain dumps, which I feel like that's a very fitting name. <laughs> it's just dumping all of the things on your mind that you still have to do into a gigantic to-do list and from there you can prioritize stuff or just, I don't know, have it sit there for the next day and then prioritize it. 
but that's also a form of rest because you keep you give your mind a break by having it all written down and your brain doesn't need to think about it anymore in the back of your mind. I said mind a lot in this sentence, but I feel like you get what I mean. <laughs> There's also just practicing stillness. So like we're on social media a lot or we talk to people or we talk to ourselves. I talk to myself a lot. That's actually like a very normal thing for creatives that are also only children. <laughs> Only child, only children. How do you say that? Um, but yeah, that's a I I talk to myself a lot, which is probably also why I'm doing a podcast now. I love talking to myself. I don't know if anyone listening loves talking to themselves too, but like, <laughs> I I always love to say I I like talking to someone that first of all understands me and second of all has the second has the same level of uh, intelligence. <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't know, sometimes it just helps figuring your emotions out and your thought patterns and yeah, I don't know. This also goes a little bit into daydreaming because I can actually like immerse myself enough into my daydreams to make up people to, that I talk to. Which sounds very profound and as if I'm like having a problem with my brain, but uh, that needs a little bit of destigmatization because that's actually really normal. Like immersive daydreaming is scarily normal uh in my age group like if, if you talk to people in fandom fandom culture that's actually a really common thing and there's re not nearly enough research on it but anyway um neither is there enough re research on like talking to yourself and how it connects to creativity and whatnot and how it, I, I would really love to know if talking to yourself a lot also relates to like trauma there's so much stuff that I would love to know about daydreaming and talking to yourself that is not researched and it's, yeah, anyway. I mean, and as I, I said in the beginning, this is going to be a ramble episode. My mind is blown how we haven't researched daydreaming and uh, talking to yourself more. Like, it's, everyone does it to some degree. I mean, not everyone, but a lot of people talk to themselves at least a little bit. A lot of people daydream at least a little bit. I mean, uh, m most people do it to a normal, air quotes, normal level. What is normal? How like how do you measure how much you talk to yourself and how much you <laughs> daydream? Because you, you do that like unintentionally usually. Anyway, <laughs> that was a tangent. <laughs> I don't even know where I was anymore. Let me let me check back. Um. Oh yeah, practicing stillness. Oh god, yeah. We have a lot of chatter everywhere and a lot of input. And I recently watched this really cool um, video on YouTube where someone was like, didn't talk for like seven days, I think, like not a word, like that person could not communicate with others in a sense. Like, I think, I think he said he can't, he won't talk and he won't um, write with people. I'm not completely sure anymore. But that's like, that's, I mean, that's an extreme challenge to do, and you shouldn't do that cold turkey, honestly. But trying to not talk to yourself, or just, I don't know how to describe this, but when you're like still, I mean, that's the only way to, to, to describe it. When you're still, there's a lot of stuff that will come up in your brain that you're suppressing in daily life i think that's where i'm going which is not only a form of rest i mean stillness is rest 
but it's also a form of healing because you will there will be stuff coming up in your mind that's from years ago i mean <laughs> i sometimes just sit on my bed and not like trying to like deliberately not look at my phone and like deliberately not daydreaming deliberately not talking to myself and then there's like some stuff from like i don't know how many years ago that comes up and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> like we bury so much in our minds thanks to social media and thanks to societal pressure and whatnot so like practicing stillness is technically also a form of rest just doing nothing just trying uh, trying to let your brain work through stuff even if that needs to be worked through over and over again going on walks is a really good way of doing this like going on a walk not looking at your phone not having music on like no distractions that's that will bring up a lot on your mind the more you do it and that's also a form of rest then of course a big part of rest is also breathing i recently looked a little bit into breath work that's very interesting maybe someday i will make an episode on this it's a little bit profound but, but i can see how it helps the nervous system <laughs> anyway um but like yeah meditation meditation is rest mindfulness in any way is rest like being concentrating on the now on the current moment is obviously rest right like i don't know how to explain that further like just <laughs> even if it's just a, a couple a couple um deep breaths in the middle of working that's also some form of rest i mean it's not deep rest but you know that that's also something right and then just trying to like reconnect with yourself like taking time in your day and like blocking out time just for yourself for your self-expression for self surge like soul searching all that stuff also can i just say that came to my head like very few hours ago very randomly but like a lot of people judge personality tests and stuff like that but it's actually really relevant to how we see ourselves i mean it's it's again how people dislike how we try to label ourselves because a label also means we're like kind of inside of a box that you like we put ourselves in a box and then we think we can't get outside of that box much but a lot of self self-searching exercises are actually really good at helping us figure out what our purpose is and stuff like that and that's also very important so like yeah do your do your um myers-briggs personality tests and your enneagram test and your love languages test and like knowing yourself is really important even if it's by labels i mean there's a reason why even non-binary people have to label non-binary or why we have sexuality labels and stuff like that because yeah like we need to like explain it be able to explain it to other people and explain it to ourselves and we need to have something to orient ourselves after which is why i think personality tests are actually pretty pretty good way of like um reconnecting with yourself like doing some of these tests once a year and then just seeing what changed if something changed and how you can align yourself a little bit more with that and looking if it helps you like feel better in life that's also rest i mean it's scheduled rest like just like taking a day of the week just for yourself self-care and soul searching i actually kind of really want to do my my tests again my personality tests the last time i tested my myos briggs test i was an infj when i first 
when I did it for the first time, when I was like 16, I think, I was an INFP. That's very interesting. <laughs> um, I think I'm still an INFJ, if I'm being honest. Um, what else is there? Enneagram is there. And I always forget which one I am. I think it's like four or five. I'm not sure. Like the one that's like very creative and like whatnot. I also love looking at like astrology stuff. I know astrology is more of a pseudoscience, but it's fun. Like if I, I like an intuitive things. Like, I don't know how to explain this. It's like tarot card readings. It's like more of an... Uh, it's also soul-searching to an extent, like, it helps you align with what feels right for you, if that makes sense. Like, when you read a tarot card, and I mean, they're vague as hell, you still can connect it to something in your life that you, like, that you should, you technically, technically show to yourself what you need to do different through someone else's vague words, if that makes sense. I mean, it's the same for personality tests, it's a vague description of yourself. But you can orient yourself by that and then go further. I mean, not putting it's important to not put yourself into the box of box of personality tests because we're not able to be sorted into like sixteen different types of people. Everyone is unique. It's just like everyone is like close to one of these types and then we're mixed with other stuff. But yeah <laughs> that's rest. I also think reading is rest. I mean, I said a lot of self-care things are rest. Reading is rest too. Maybe not for your brain fully, but like, depending on what you read, it's like, it's escapism. I still don't know if I, if I enunciate that right. Is it escapism or escapism? I will never fucking know. Escaping. I like, also, I also like playing games to, uh, to escape and to take rest, like, like I said in the beginning of the episode, I'm cur currently studying for important exams. And I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing on my Switch. A lot. Like a lot a lot. Um, <laughs> because I need to cope. Um, because my god do I have a lot of study. Please do not remind me. What else? There are so many ways to rest. Maybe you have like a very specific like hobby that puts you into a flow state. If you don't know what a flow state is, there's an entire episode I made on it and I already forget which number it is, but I think it's in the title of the episode. Yeah, putting yourself into a flow state is rest because you, in that case, you actually put your mind at rest. Like I explained in the episode, the flow state is pretty much you forgetting to, to think because you're so hyper-concentrated. Rest is a very interesting like concept because some people are like, yeah, rest is just doing nothing and like sitting there and other people are like, oh yeah, rest is like self-care and... All of these other things. I would love to know from you how you define rest. Like you can like write me on my social media linked in the show notes. Because that that's like so so interesting. Because my my definition is very broad, but yours might be like super specific because you label things differently. Like, oh yeah, self-care, self-care, self it doesn't belong into the under the umbrella of rest and whatnot. That's very, like, I, I always love listening to how people categorize certain things. I recently made a graphic for my Instagram that I will post sooner or later about, like, the ideal day of a 20-something-year-old. <laughs> and it was, like, a, um, a cake diagram. What is it called? A circle diagram? You know what I mean. Pie diagram? I have no clue. Anyway, 
and it's like a third was just fulfilling work <laughs> then there was like a quarter with sleep a quarter with self-care and rest and then like the the rest like i don't know if it's 10 percent or five percent i forgot how much it was it's like social life <laughs> and like yeah that's like i mean it's like the sleep part and then like the sleep and rest part was like a lot so it's like hmm yeah i mean technology should be equal it's so weird because i made this diagram and i was like someone that's like maybe from my mom's generation might look at this and think that's crazy that is not possible and i i think i wrote that in the caption too like this is like more about like thinking you can change the current system and how things currently work and you don't believe that you can like form the life that you want blah 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 which i mean of course there's a systemic issues it's definitely harder for some people than for others i always need to mention that because i don't want to seem like you can manifest everything because that's just not true because the stomach issues are a thing um but yeah that that was interesting like when you as like someone in your early 20s you make you know you have you don't have all the life experience but you also i, I said that in the caption of that post i already pre-wrote the caption um i said I can honestly let me pull that up. I know I know where I have it. I mean, I'm I'm gonna read the entire caption and you will you will notice <laughs> once once I post a picture and you follow me on Instagram. Please follow me on Instagram. It's at Rayowag. Hi, I'm 22 and I hate the system we currently live in. Who would have guessed by the chart up here up there? <laughs> like it's it's a pretty it's a pretty chart too. Like you should really check it out once I've posted it. My productivity is not my worth. Neither is the chart above outlandish if you think outside of capitalism and meritocracy. If you don't know what meritocracy is, Google what merit means if you don't know what that is. And then you kind of can pull it, put, it, put it together. Anyway, I might not be full of life experience and all the knowledge in the world, but I'm equipped with enough knowledge to prove my points about what I currently dislike, about what I want and why I want it. Am I, and, okay, this is the part that I think is important. And about why I think... A lot of life experience pointed out by older people disagreeing with you is not life experience. It's simply giving up on fighting against something you deeply, no deep down know is doing harm. So like a lot of people think like after a certain age, they just kind of gave up on wanting to change the world. And they think everyone that's younger than them that still believes in changing the world is like not having enough life experience. I know this has nothing to do with the topic of rest anymore, but I, I mean, it's a ramble episode. <laughs> I find that very, I find that very interesting. It's like, oh yeah, life experience. A lot, a lot of time, a lot of times, life experience is like that. That's pointed out. It's not life experience. It's just like giving you even less energy to things, which I mean is fine. But I hate when people like say that it's life experience. Anyway. Back to the diagram. It was like now, now I can look at it. Hold on. <laughs> it was a little less than a third fulfilling work. It was a quarter sleep and rest, a quarter self care, and the rest of us like social life, the small rest. And like, I mean, it's like pretty much fifty fifty work, social life, and fifty self care and rest. And like to someone older, that might look outlandish because like we live in a capitalistic uh, world and. Find it very interesting how many people can't look outside of the view of the of the lens of capitalism anymore. Like when someone brings up, for example, universal universal basic income, they're always like, "Oh yeah, how would you do this?" 
because we can't do that with our numbers and i'm just sitting like sometimes i listen to people like that and i'm i'm, I'm sitting there and i'm like i mean i'm german but Sometimes when I, when I hear Americans are say yeah you, we we can't do universal basic income or we can't do universal healthcare I'm just sitting there like your government spends a trillion dollars a year on military I think it's freaking possible call me a conspiracy theorist but I feel like if a country can spend a trillion on military it can spend a trillion on fucking people you know anyway <laughs> like I find it very sad how many people can only think from a standpoint of oh yeah how would i survive capitalism made so many people so think so much about like how money relates to their survival that they can't think about survival without money anymore it blows my mind like it's not outlandish to want 50 percent of your day to be work and like doing stuff and the other 50 percent to be sleep and self-care and like rest that's not outlandish that's very fucking possible sorry i'm cursing a lot but like it's it's so possible if you don't think that that is possible that is the problem of a system that is not your problem it's like like i'm very vocally not pro capitalism on this podcast but i want to make clear i also wrote that in the caption that i read halfway that i'm also not pro socialism neither would be good for our mental health or how the society functions or humans function but yeah i feel like neither we would have the rest that we needed you would need to take the good from both there's actually an mlk quote that that says something along the lines of like you need to take the good in both socialism and capitalism and that's true and that will probably work but nobody wants to do it because we're so hung up on capitalism because we've built a house of cards ah i love that analogy sorry <laughs> but yeah i don't know if i find it interesting how capitalism even capitalism can like relate to like rest like i mean in a world where like you're measured like your worth is measured by productivity of course capitalism relates to rest right like rest is the pretty much the opposite of productivity even though rest is also productive i mean we talked about how you need to reframe rest as something productive to actually like get yourself to do that but honestly you only need to reframe rest as productive in a world of capitalism because in any other world we would just be resting like ah <laughs> uh, they're so they're like you can it's, it's it's weird but you can pretty much make anything political especially like mental health should be political actually like it's literally a, like human lives and that relates to like how society works and infrastructural stuff and like for example i recently saw a tweet that they pointed out infrastructure and mental health services have like are inherently connected to each other because how would you get affordable or good healthcare without having the in infrastructure to get there like you need to you need to put money into both it's very interesting i love seeing how many things are actually like political should they be? I have no clue. I'm gonna be honest with you. How politics currently work is so influenced by capitalism. <laughs> I say it again, but like, I watched. I yesterday watched a video uh, about how Amazon um, was like, like how am like t Amazon and tax or something like that. Like it was just a tiny part of the video because the entire video was about all types of stuff that Amazon does wrong. But. <clears throat> It's very interesting how cities, for example, were like 
bowing down to have Amazon have their second headquarters in their in their like vicinity. And I I I watched that video and my mind was blown because like what you, like cities putting themselves below corporations and below corporations that push their workers so hard that they get chronic pain and whatnot and how common it actually is for employee employers not employers employees at at least in the U.S. to like have this have these problems. It's a very interesting video. I don't know if I will link it though. Maybe you can find that yourself <laughs> because there I mean there's a lot of videos on Amazon out there. I hope you're you're good enough at discerning like conspiracy theorists from actual factual videos. Like I I have nothing against a good conspiracy theory, but like I'm not a fan of people that can that that go so far into conspiracy theory territory that they deny like the official sources. You always need to consider both sides <laughs> like if you're deep, if they're down the deep end of only one side, that's not good. And it goes for both sides. You always need to question the official story, but you also, also always need to question the conspiracy theory. And a lot of people, I feel like the second la like the second sentence I just said is lost on many people. Anyway, I mean, we all know Amazon is not good. Did you know, oh my god, I, I've, my mind was blown recently. I, I recently, only recently found out that the Washington Post is owned by Jeff Bezos. And I'm, like, I'm still not over that. Did you know that? I mean, a few, a few probably knew, but as a German, I'm not like on the like on the news in the U.S. much, so I didn't know that. That was that. Yeah, my mind is still a little bit blown about that. Not gonna lie. But yeah, rest is political because we live in a capitalistic world. I will make sure to like mention capitalism and its impact on mental health in almost any episode. I mean, this this podcast is about creativity and mental health and capitalism ruin, ruins creativity and capitalism ruins mental health i mean social media is also a big part in how how mental health is doing generally like all, all over but i mean social media drives on capitalism because we are the product i don't know if you watched the social dilemma on netflix but you should really do that i will maybe make an entire episode about what i learned from that um because it's intense I mean, social media is selling our our attention to corporations, to businesses. So that's it thrives on money, on capitalism. Like you can't connect anything back currently to capitalism. And I recently randomly wrote down something. Let me find that on my computer real quick. There we go. I think that, that, that what I'm about to say is something a lot of people like keep forgetting. Humans can live without capitalism. Capitalism cannot live without humans. Nature can live without humans, but humans can't live without nature. And capitalism ruins nature. So, you know, something to think about. It's just like the, all the systemic problems that come with capitalism. I feel like if, I'm, I'm always a little bit depressed when I see people denying the systemic problem, problems that capitalism is connected to. Like, when people deny that, like, Racism and capitalism are inherently com com connected, shit like that. Yeah, um, like that's a little bit depressing. Like, you don't have to be like liberal or like more right wing or something like that to like understand that. Like, I have a lot of people around me in my life that are like very like in the middle politically, on or even some like some people I know are like more towards the right, like not. You know, not not the not the U.S. kind of right wing, but like the more like mellow German, <laughs> like 
oh yeah i disagree with the like the liberals like whatever it's hard to explain what i mean but as soon as i explain stuff like that to those people they're like agree which also like stuff needs to be explained better to people that are like open to all political sides and even more to people that are at risk for going down the deep end in the right direction in the conspiracy theory direction anyway i find it very concerning how good right-wing parties are at marketing online and how bad everyone else still is but anyway you see if you spin anything from any mental health point far enough out you'll you'll find the connection to a structural and systemic issue uh who would have thought i mean a lot of our psychology is internalized stuff when patterns that we learned and of course when we learned we learned the we learned the patterns of capitalism we learned the patterns of meritocracy we learned the patterns of internalized white supremacy and i i hope you don't listen to my podcast if you think we not everyone has an inherent um white supremacist standpoint growing up in the white country or surrounded by white people because that's a literal fact but anyway um like if anyone listening to this wants to deny pieces of racism just because they are not overt um they can let go same goes for sexism by the way if you cannot see how a lot of small things in the world are pushing misogyny uh please leave maybe i'll do an episode on like hidden misogynistic things in our daily language in our daily like like in our society in our standards because a lot of it is very obvious as a woman but not to men i think anyway where were we rest <laughs> it's still an episode about rest i mean we, 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 we've been talking for a long time already um i just looked over at the time i went on a long tangent there with capitalism and politics and all that fun stuff but i want to go back to games for a second again because like that's like my main coping mechanism right now i'm kind of interested what games you are playing you all are playing because i really need more but like a lot of the ones that i want are like expensive i really love playing animal crossing and start you welly because they're like very like idyllic green colorful cute i also loved harvest moon when it was like more popular but i mean stardew valley is kind of harvest moon on steroids so that's kind of good i really want to play zelda breath of the wild but it's still the same price as the price it had when it came out and i hate stuff like that i absolutely despise it when stuff doesn't get cheaper over like years like what's the point <laughs> literally it's yeah whatever oh I'm, and i'm also i have a lot of books that i currently like have on my reading list i found the page where you can like find a lot of books that i want to read and i downloaded them um i don't know if that was fully legal if i'm being honest but i think as someone like of course you should always look um at a local library but german libraries don't really have english books so i don't really have another option other than buying it and i'm not I, i'm not rich you know <laughs> so yeah that's all i'm gonna say again i could i could say something here about like capitalism and systemic issues but i will not i will not i will refrain what else is there there's books there's games youtube youtube videos youtube channels are also a good form of rest through escapism i really 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 recommend lavender she also has a podcast on here it's a lavender lifestyle podcast 
Rowena Tsai, I think that's how you say that. Michelle B, but the I and Michelle also written like a U, also a great channel. There are several others, but I'm like they they like I'm I'm like a little bit like <laughs> struggling with the names right now. There's the Plisbean, that's someone that's like closer to my age. Who else can I who else can I recommend? Let me check on my YouTube app because I follow a lot of really, really neat people. Kaylin Nicholson, who I've been following for like what feels like a decade. It's not a decade, but like it's like five or six years now. It's like very comforting. Amy Lee. Amy Lee is also, like, I followed her a while ago, like a couple years ago, and then I, like, didn't follow her anymore, and recently I found her again, and she's talking a lot about attachment wounds and trauma and, like, self-love, and that's, like, a really comforting YouTube channel to watch that also helps with healing. Harmony Nice also is a lot about, like, self-trust, self-care, um, detachment, all that kind of stuff that I really, really enjoy. There's also one that I don't follow and I, I, I really, I'm missing the name right now. But there are like a lot of channels that used to be mainly concentrated on minimalism are now really like comforting and really getting into like personal growth and healing. And I really enjoy that. As for other media, like shows and movies, I mean, that's more of a personal thing, I think. I'm currently I'm currently trying to watch the entirety of the Clone Wars. Like the the show. <laughs> I already said that in the last episode, I think. I'm not that much further, I'm still on the first season. Um but yeah, watching comfort movies is also a form of resting. Or if you're a binge watcher, that's also a thing you can do. I'm not a binge watcher at all. I can I cannot watch more than two episodes of something in a row. I don't know why. Please don't ask. When, if you, oh, by the way, I talked about books. If you need books, book recommendations, they will be posted on my Instagram pretty soon with all my book recommendations. Just in case you, like, needed that. I'm trying to think of another medium that I'm, like, maybe missing right now. Oh, yeah, cooking. Cooking and baking is also a form of rest. I don't do that a lot, but baking is really, really good for rest, in my opinion. Like, to, like, fill yourself back up. It's, like, feels, like, very sacred to, like, create food. I don't know how to explain that, but there's, like, a lot of, like, good energy going into that, right? So, like, baking. I, sh I kind of should bake more, if I'm being honest. But, yeah, I mean, there's, like, feel free to tell me, like, about more stuff that's, like, rest and self-care and filling up your energy again, like, filling up your reserves. Um, tell me that on my Twitter of this podcast, that's linked in the show notes, or on my personal, like, Twitter, that's also linked in the show notes, on my personal Instagram, also linked in the show notes. Like, you can, you can share that with me any way you want. I'm kind of excited to hear from you how you rest. Like, what's your favorite way to rest and what's your interpretation of what rest is does it include self-care or is it f like for you is it just stillness just doing literally nothing i would love to know oh no hold on oh, i almost forgot to tell you the next podcast season the next season of the self-care creative will be starting on the 30th of june yes this is a long time in the future but i write my exams in April and May, and then I need to pre-record and do all the fun stuff behind the scenes. So, 30th, 30th of June, June 30. Write that, 
write that down on in your calendars like I did <laughs> so I don't forget it uh, <laughs> and yeah take care of yourself drink enough water uh, be nice to yourself and until either the 30th of June or until we see each other on my social media accounts bye